0: Hi Timmy! <laughs> <laughs> my dad, I can't I I don't remember how many times I've seen my dad in the past few years. He has his own life with another family, so oh, where he's a pastor. I, okay. I fell sick. Like the kind of malaria that can kill a person. Back pain that is refusing to go. We went to Gobi they told me to come back for spine mm-hmm. clinic, they did x-ray, they said they don't see anything wrong with my back. At some point, I was having some pain in my right side like of my, my tummy, and the, the doctor said I had appendicitis when I went I did an ultrasound. Oh, I really wish she was appendicitis. I so I went and I emptied my gun and I came back, she was like, no, it's still there. Doctor, can you come and check, what's this? I was like, what's that? What and is then
1: she was this? like, it
0: looks like there's a mask. I was like what does that mean? I'll cry. I'll cry and I'll be praying. It looked like something that only to happen in film. I was I was diagnosed with lymphoma in December of 2019. That's kind of blood cancer. And by March, well by January of 2020, I started chemotherapy. And by March, the whole world went into isolation because of COVID, but I was already in isolation from chemo and my white blood cells was 0.7. So if I caught a cold, I could have died. I couldn't act because my job was as, a, I was working as an actor before I got sick. And I couldn't act. I couldn't work in theater as a production manager or whatever. I couldn't do anything was sitting in my house during that period. And all I had was my craft, my costume design. And I am a hoarder, I keep things, I say, oh, it looks fancy, I'll keep it. It looks interesting, I'll keep it. So things I have hoarded and kept for like four years, I finally started to use in that period. And that's why I said that 2020 forced us all to look within so sometimes you think you need a lot for that big project you want to do whereas you probably already have what you need you're just not looking deep enough when you think you have it bad be grateful because some people have it worse they're just not talking about it let's go hi yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, i made you laugh
1: and that laugh was natural welcome welcome to my podcast Amy. thank you so much for doing this
0: <laughs> Thank you for having me hey,
1: Tell me how long have you spent in the airport already You look so fresh You look like <laughs> You look like what <laughs> Tell me why did you not put me in your box going It's not even its, it's like
0: <laughs> I, I always tell people it's delight In this place I, I, Well that's, that's,
1: that's one of those just But right now I have like I have lights. Like, I have ring so bags. <laughs> I don't need <look> this fresh. <laughs> I don't, don't <Sorry. laughs> It's, it's God, God. It's God. God. It's God. Yeah, it's God. And I'm so happy. God. So. Congratulations, yeah. and um, Welcome again.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for you know doing this. Thank you for talking to me on my podcast.
1: Um, Thank you okay, for having me on your podcast. Thank okay, yes, yes, you for having me on your podcast. Yes, I'm the sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so this is not a we joke this is just you know a space where I feel it's a very safe space, a space where I can come and have amazing conversations with people, people like you, amazing people like you. Um oh. a space where don't feel yourself too much. It's a space where, you know, we can talk about life, where we can you know be our best selves, where we can remember love um mm-hmm. basically just you know just talk and i really admire admire you because i mean you haven't given up since i've known you you're still like you have a car you're still dancing oh, okay. still singing still acting i'm like what this girl cannot do does not exist so <laughs> <laughs> so you know i'm very happy you are here today and um i'm sure I don't know. Maybe when people listen to this episode, they will see how much of a wonderful person you are. So, yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, Timmy, like, tell me about yourself. Like, where are you from? Hmm.
0: Okay. (laughs) Hey guys. Okay. So. I was born and bred in Lagos, Nigeria, where I lived with my mom and two sisters till I was 15 years old, um, with only my mom because my parents were separated. And then I went to live with my aunt and uncle since I was 15. Up until I left Nigeria in August. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, yeah.
1: So all the time, and this is in Lagos. All all the time, you
0: like went to school, in like you were right with your aunt Uh mm-hmm. Okay. So where's your mom and your dad? Uh, my mom at the time when we were in Unilag she was at her house still in Doppermo Williams layout. Um, I used to visit once in a while. I didn't like going to that area much. The only reason I ever used to go back there was because of my mom, you know, but um, she moved from there after a while to the opposite estate, still in the same area. <laughs> but this was after we graduated from uh, Unilag, So, I, it was easier to just go and visit her one, you know, once in a while. My dad, I can't, I I don't remember how many times I've seen my dad in the past few years. Um, I think I saw him once in 2019. He said he wanted to come and see my sisters for our birthday. And that was it. I hadn't seen him before 2019. And then even after, I still haven't seen him till now. So he has his own life with another family. So where he's a pastor. Okay. I just thought we need to mention that he's a pastor.
1: <laughs> I mean, praise the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> that's, Hallelujah, that's my sister. That's something. So, like, wh- wh- why don't you, like, go in to, like, to all that stuff
0: and say, like, a um, I didn't like the environment. Okay. I didn't like it. Every time I was there, there was no... There was no sense of productivity, like it was, I just used to just waste away. During the holidays, If I, whenever I went there during the holidays to say hi or spend time with them, yes. there was nothing, like it was just sleeping and waking and doing routine activities. Wake up, clean, cook, greet the neighbors as they're all coming out of their houses, you know. There was nothing, they, I don't know, the area was just not motivating. In any way, the people that were there even were not motivating, you know, like, you want to be surrounded by, like, people that are ambitious, people that, that have things they want to do, people that have goals, you just wake up and everybody's, like, on the same level there, i I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, and the noise <laughs> too in that area, because I know I've been to that area a number of time,
1: the noise that I do, and it's very noisy, yeah.
0: Very nice. Okay, yeah. that's that's fair. So like, so the relationship with your mom, would you say that you're close to your mom? Honestly, I wasn't very close to my mom growing up until 2019. So, I mean, I, I, she was my mom and I loved her, but we didn't really have that friendship relationship. We didn't have it we didn't even start having it until 2019 because i think it was at that stage that i had grown to a level where i could talk to her you know maybe sometimes ask her opinion on some things and even give her my opinion on some things she was doing okay, <laughs> <You know? adults.
1: laughs>
0: right right so all of that started in 2019 and then of course when i got ill you know she had to live with us in my auntie's place and living together for like seven eight months of course we got closer then so we're we're close now that's cool.
1: we're close. yeah
0: that's crazy i mean i I'd never have
1: thought for those of you that don't know
0: timmy is a twin oh yeah kendi? Eh? what'd you
1: say are you Taiwan or kende i'm Ken hey. <laughs> Elder
0: sister but i'm older yes did you call me elder oh, oh, sister wait, wait. is Kende
1: not the older one Kende
0: yes knows. according to yoruba cosmology ken is older mm-hmm. so
1: what's because the
0: we sent taiwo out to see the world but she will argue <laughs> she will argue this thing till she dies so how many other siblings do you have besides your
1: twin um
0: i have an elder sibling or a and my younger sibling who is my cousin but she's not my cousin anymore we lived together for too long for her to still be my cousin yeah so there's there's her and some other people who are my siblings but not by blood but by love
1: for me like my own family we don't do those things (laughs) i feel like they're yoruba something brother sister sister yeah yoruba people are so family oriented yeah love the fact that you know, extended ones were communal, ones, everybody they would just call everybody brothers. My brother and
0: my sister, <laughs> anyways. And I we have many uncles this. and aunties, <laughs> too. Mm. Right, and you know, how was living with your uncle and your auntie? Like, did it encourage
1: your um, your brain, your dreaming? Was it like a, a country
0: safe place to live? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my life took a completely different turn when I went to live with my auntie and my uncle. It was like I was in a completely different world when I went there. Mm-hmm. My, particularly my craft. What you know, back home it was just a hobby or something that I used to do. Then nobody ever really made it seem like, oh, this is great, you know. But in in my auntie and my uncle's place, it was a big deal. Oh my god, Jamie, you made this. This is so beautiful. They used to be like cheerleaders, my auntie and my uncle. Like, if I made something, my uncle would be like, "Ah, You made this thing. I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Well done. See, the person that when he tells me, when I hear well done from this person, I give myself a pat on the back. Like, Timmy, you've done well. It's my uncle, Ali. I mean, my auntie too, but when my uncle tells me that he likes something that I've done, Ish, it's like a king has just told me, I'm I'm the best. Oh my god, no! And they they lived, they both of them lived exemplary lives, you know. So I used to watch them and just see how to be, what to do, you know. For you know, there are some people that you learn from them how not to be, you know. True. The reverse was the case with my auntie and my uncle. That I mean, it's not everything they do that we're going to take, but. There was so there was so much you know positivity, so much love in that environment that I couldn't help but dream. If you not feel like dreaming before going, you dream. You will dream. You <laughs> dream because they want what's yeah. best for you, and they will tell you and yeah. they will help you. My uncle used to give me and my cousin books to read. Read this throughout your holiday. Wow. He used to make us work so in his office like every holiday school, as well. I tell you, you know. I used to work with my aunt in her craft shop as well. So I was surrounded by these things.
1: You were padded.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On all
1: sides. On all sides. I love all it. Sides. I mean, it's always so nice to have people around you that mm-hmm. Because guys, some days you just don't feel like it, some days it's like, what am I even doing? You know when yeah. I mean, You do one tiny thing that you probably thought was like the least creative work and you post on it and then you can see their positions yeah did you always want to go to uni like no space. and
0: did you always want to study creative art okay so the thing is i always knew that if i was going to spend four years in the university it had to be something that i loved you know and i didn't realize that i could do a course like creative arts until i moved to live with my aunt and my uncle I didn't want to go to Unilag. Not because I didn't like Unilag, but because my mom expressly told myself and my twin, we're not going to Unilag. Why? She told us not to put Unilag in our form. Why? Because my elder sister tried to get into Unilag. She didn't get in. My mom said it was too stressful. So she said we weren't allowed. But when I went to live with my auntie, <clears throat> and she asked me which school did I put in my you know previous form, I told her, Federal College of Oye-Ekiti. Me that had yeah. never left Lagos at the time, you know. She was like, of Oye, where? Where? They are going to Unilag. <laughs> I was like, mommy said it's hard to enter that school. She said, the people that are in the school, do they have to ask? I was like, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you have to know somebody to know somebody to enter in Unilag? She said, you know the Holy Spirit, you know God. You are going <laughs> And that's how the new journey and started. This. And they asked me, What do you want to study? I'd not go pass literature in my work. So, <laughs> <laughs> what they pass? Fine arts, CRK.
1: You know,
0: all those other courses. Yes. They were like, What yeah. can she do with that? Ah, she can do creative arts now. They were like, are you going for creative arts. Matty said, Do you want? I said, Of course. And even, I was even glad I did not pass literature. Otherwise, they would have said masscom <laughs> or English or something like that.
1: Yes.
0: But yeah, creative arts. Are you happy, Tell me Yes. Do you want to do this? Yes. Okay. Go then. That <laughs> nice, was it. Nice. I was, I was so encouraged by so, my aunt. So it was always... So, so when you saw like theater, you were like really excited. This is what I wanted
1: to do. You were very sure of that. Yes. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Because there are some people that, you know, they're doing crazy bars, but you know, they're not. Yeah. Some people that they threw there. up
0: loving it. Mm-hmm. Because of cut off mark problems. Yeah.
1: But you know that mentality too, that your mom had. We definitely had it as well, and even the fact that you know I wasn't it was hard. It was even harder because you know, you know that gives like a bit of um, professional treatment, whatever. Mm. Yoruba know, people, you know. Mm. <laughs> so, <Sorry. clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, like the cutoff for like any European person is a bit lower. So I just felt like, oh, are you sure you be able to end that job? Mm. But somehow I kind of set myself up that now I'm not interested in the world. <laughs> I guess the one apprentices stuff once like stuff because I'm not even really like a fan of like school, especially like because I was going like, to say interesting. That was what was important to me. So, anyways, um so okay, exciting, exciting. You love what you did. So now Temi, I heard you finished with first class. That's who said
0: it <laughs> they lied. <ladder. laughs> Yeah. They lied they lied. <laughs> they lied No, I finished the second class of her Oh, my mad, mad. That's e? amazing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Shout out to us. second class upper. Shout out to us, second <laughs> class of her <upper>. so- <laughs> And lower so and third classes <laughs> No, they deserve a college. At least they didn't drop out
1: Do you guess, there's a certificate Of attendance, so Yes Crazy stuff, so guys we did we Did Did your craft actually like give you money? Does it pay?
0: When I was in school or when I came out? Because it's been different phases
1: And now that you're
0: out Okay, so when I was in school my craft was a hobby It was a hobby that was making me some money on the side so I didn't really see it as a career. I saw it as side hustle, you know. But and then I wasn't doing it consistently because creative arts—you cannot have time for your life, you know. I finished that, and by the time I came out, um, NYC, I went to work somewhere. So I still didn't really fully have time for the craft itself. I was doing a few things here and there. I think the biggest one that came after university was Unilever Carnival, and this was twenty nineteen. You know, I was doing NYC and I was doing like you know, kind of costume design, and it was huge. So you know, for me that was going to be the stepping stone to turning this hobby into a career, like a full-blown career, not side hustle anymore. And it, it worked because you know it was a big deal because the two groups I, I I costumed they won. You know, but I ended up getting sick from all that stress. <laughs>
1: By getting there, yeah, so at, at what point did you get sick? Yeah. You mean like, mm. at
0: what point? Okay, you get school? no. Well, although when we were in our final year, after I costumed Brazil, I joined my twin sister to costume team Brazil when we were in year four, so they were in year three. Mm-hmm. I felt sick like the kind of malaria that can kill a person. I'm not even joking the kind of malaria that can kill a person in my life you know those malaria kills faster than aids that they say in nigeria we used to just think it was catchphrase to sell malaria drugs I, I, does I, they I really lie? malaria means. does kill faster than aids because i really felt like i was going to die in that period but the only spirit saved my life i did not die i was writing my exam i was falling on the book like this which I was crying next to me tell me sorry tell me sorry <laughs> wow you know and that was year four yes. so fast forward to one um, to the next year's carnival I'm, I'm working with Seeing Through the Arts with my NYSC yeah, and we're preparing for shows in Abuja and port Harcourt simultaneously. And all of this work is on my head, you know. And then I'm doing costume design for Brazil and Bahamas, you know, that carnival. It was a lot of work, a lot. I'm not even going to lie. I, I think I, I stretched myself too thin in that period. By the time I got to port Accord, NLNG, um, Bonnet, Island, I, I, my, I started, I developed back pain in Harcourt wow. because I thought maybe because I was bending to iron so much, or I was bending to do all my craft, my back started hurting from there. The kind of pain that massage could not kill, you, you know, we all just thought, you're tired, you're tired, you need to stop stressing your back, you know. So they, they used to give me massage, I will go and sleep at night. The flight back to Lagos, I cried throughout the flight, I was so uncomfortable. You know i came back in october so this was october of 2019 i came back to lagos in october and i didn't go to work because the back was still hurting they got me pain medicine they called the doctor pain medicine i used it for two weeks i was fine the minute the dosage ended the pain came back like i never used anything you know wow. and then after a while i had to stop going to work because i needed to sit at home and take care of myself so i was staying at home from october november i was at home just using ibuprofen and panadol and all these things, and then in November, because my you know my uncle and my auntie were like, "What's this back pain that is refusing to go?" You know, Jeez. go and start doing tests. So we went to Bobby. They told me to come back for spine clinic. They did X-ray. They said they did not see anything wrong with my back. I said, "But there's something wrong with the back. So <laughs> check <it> again." Yeah, <laughs> you know, check again. then because if pain apparently if pain persists in one place, it radiates to other parts of your body. So from my back, it started going to my shoulders, it started going to my legs, I couldn't walk, I couldn't stand, I was limping. It was crazy that period and I was going from test to test and I started losing weight and it was very confusing for my family. So at some point, I was having some pain in my right side like of my, my tummy and the, the doctor said I had appendicitis. When I went, I did an ultrasound.
1: Oh, I good. wish it
0: was appendicitis, maybe we should have just accepted it was appendicitis then. <laughs> you know?
1: that's no good
0: <laughs> I mean, because I, I did I did the ultrasound my doctor said I don't think you have appendicitis go and redo the ultrasound after some time then I went and redid the test they are like, oh you don't have appendicitis I'm like, I told you and then the nurse just shifted her hand up small and she was like, but there's something here I'm like, what's that? she said, maybe because your bladder is full, go and empty your bladder I said, yes, my bladder is full because you know you have to drink water for all these tests <laughs> So I went and I emptied my gun and I came back. She was like, no, it's still there. Doctor, can you come and check? What is this? I was like, what is that? What and then she was is... like, it looks like there's a mass on your kidney. I was like, what does that mean? Uh, You have to go downstairs to do a CT scan to check. And I just started laughing. You started laughing? Yes, because I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, I was thinking about how dark the devil's sense of humor is. Like, Mm -hmm. my family, my mom was crying when they told her that they said I have appendicitis. You know appendicitis, you do surgery to remove it. My mom was like, yeah, Mugbe." They will do surgery to remove it. If we had known, we should have just generally accepted this appendicitis. (laughs) I'm telling you. You know? And the lady's like, no, you don't have appendicitis, but there's a mass on your kidney. I'm like, is that not worse? Is this not madness?" (laughs) So we went downstairs. I did another test. They gave me the results which my family apparently already saw and they were hiding everything from me. Which is great anyway. I like it. God completely covered me in this period. I didn't see any of the things that were happening. I was hearing them and I was seeing what was going on, but nothing was registering Mm. in my brain. When I tell this to people, they don't understand. Nothing was registering in my brain, you know, mass on your kidney. Okay. They said do a kidney biopsy. This was by like early December. I said, okay, I'll do a kidney biopsy. I went and doctor was like, so we're gonna use three needles, going one anesthesia, going second one, then third one, will pull it out. I was like, hmm, three needles, one person. Okay, let's go and do it. Can I listen to music, Sha? So my music was my anchor throughout that whole period. I used to listen to so many worship songs, you know. So if I didn't want to focus on what was happening at the time, I'll just block my ears and allow them to do whatever they want to do. So I'll listen to music. They did the kidney biopsy the pain oh my god afterwards i can't even describe it you know they finished the, the test there is the results they said the result is inconclusive i'm like what does that mean inconclusive because for them to know what's wrong with you for instance so eventually they finally mentioned to me that oh this thing that you have is called you know uh, lymphoma um but we're not sure that it's lymphoma because you didn't show any physical symptoms of lymphoma lymphoma is attached to your lymph nodes literally you would have swellings in points where your lymph nodes are and i didn't have any of those physical symptoms back pain is not a symptom of lymphoma you know so, so they were back pain like
1: was not even related. Hmm? so the back pain was not even related
0: no so what was going on? no it wasn't you know and so they were like okay it's coming back inconclusive Because out of five positive markers that should affirm that you do have this illness, they only found two, you know. So they said, okay, we'll do another biopsy, but this time we'll do a bone marrow biopsy, you know. So they did a bone marrow biopsy. I swear it did not register in my head. I even told them to walk me through the process of how they would do the bone marrow biopsy. It did not register that they were going to be using something like hammer to choke needle inside my bones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> i'm not joking like i'm mm-hmm. sh- shaking it i'm wiggling it and twisting so that it can enter wow guy now that i'm thinking about holy spirit never again, not again. <laughs> never again you know it was it was excruciatingly painful and this one i'm not even going to lie and say hard yeah, guy hard guy i cried my eyes out throughout the procedure because they didn't pull me to sleep they took one from my right hip one from my you left hip i cried ass throughout i was trying to sing as i was crying <laughs> to my music that I was playing just to distract myself from the pain you know and then afterwards they said okay so we don't you just go ahead and do this treatment because we're still only finding two markers after five but it's already in stage four so we don't want it to be you know to, we don't want it to get to a level where we can't treat it anymore and they were like okay lymphoma my stage four I didn't google what lymphoma was because it was my nutritionist that told me that it was lymphoma. My, my nutritionist is also a pastor, his name is Reverend Tony Akinemi. you know, and so myself, my mom, my sisters went to meet him because I needed to change my diet immediately. You know, and so he was like, so this thing is called lymphoma, the treatment is very aggressive, you know, my sisters were googling lymphoma on the spot. And he was like, what are you guys doing? Are you Googling it? Don't Google it or Google will confuse you. it tell you you have what you don't have plus what you have. Just don't, don't Google, Google it. Google, you
1: want to kill yourself.
0: Literally, you die first from the result on Google. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I didn't Google it. Till today, I've still not Googled what lymphoma is. No, I won't Google it. I don't want to satisfy any bloody curiosity. It's fine. Everything I know about lymphoma now is based on experience you know so i didn't that's google the it teacher, mm-hmm. you know and then i started the treatment my auntie said it's chemo and i'm like do they not only do chemo for people that have cancer
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and they were like well that's the treatment for what this thing is and my doctor explains the doctor that eventually took care of me dr Adela labo in marigold hospital he was like yeah um yeah this is like a kind of blood cancer, so can you come? Can you Explain the whole procedure to me. I was like, hmm, okay, okay. And my auntie's like, you, so what we're going to processing. do? Yeah.
1: And you still wearing processing this?
0: No, I mean, I, I was. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't. I wasn't over. I was overwhelmed because it looked like something that only so happen in film
1: yes, that was happening to me real life. But the fact that I even know you and and I know that. I feel, you know, it feels like a movie. Maybe if, I was there, maybe if I was there when, you know, it was happening, it would be different. I mean, I've had family members, that have had cancer before. When I'm in family, I mean like extended or you get in or something. But, I mean, you're really never there in the process. You probably just think they come out and they say all oh, the they're, other things. So it's just
0: crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. Yeah, really crazy. and it was even more crazy for me. Because the year before, 2018, we had just lost my mom's elder sister to multiple myeloma, another type of blood cancer. Wow. And it was harder for me because I was taking care of her. You know, myself, my auntie, whoever was around at the time, we were all putting in the effort to take care of her, you know, cook food, clean her up you know keep keep her company things like that i was there i saw her pain i saw her struggling i saw everything you know and i was really afraid all my life if they asked me which disease do you dread the most cancer would have been the first thing that flew out of my head but the older i got and the when i was now experiencing it i realized i was the wrongest mentality to have because it says it in the bible somewhere in proverbs i think what you fear the most what you dread the most is what will happen because your fear is attracting it. Mean, you, well, we'll you. Uh. you know if I had known maybe I should not have feared it you know because just the next year I ended up getting the same diagnosis but a different kind you know it was it was hard and so my auntie came to me and said tell me see because everybody had an opinion don't let her do chemo people die when they do chemo no let her do chemo she will survive no don't let her let her do everybody had an opinion at that time so it was important for us to wait pray <laughs> i can't even passize this wait pray and tell me do your confessions so my auntie's one was you start your confessions if other people are dying of chemo you will not die of chemo mm-hmm. if chemo is not working for other people's body because some people do it and it doesn't help you know if you is not helping for other people it will work in your own case and I was saying my confessions, everything my first day of chemotherapy I was in the hospital, I will never forget my friend Brian came he brought apples and then he prayed with me and he's close friends with Ifeme and so Ifeme came as well to the hospital wow. and at this time, me and Ifeme were not even really talking, we hadn't seen each other since school, and the first time I was see Ifeme after a long time was in the hospital on my bed <laughs> wow. you know and then he was there, he was like, how are you i'm fine i'm like okay and then when they were about to start doing blood transfusion he was like he can't stay he can't watch he has to go <laughs> you know and it was really tough for me to see them or for them to see me in that position as well but i didn't feel sad or bad about it i was just happy to even be surrounded by people that love me My people that you know, you know. And we had like, almost like, important people that were important to our family and to our community in the church and all of that. They were there, they were in my room, you know, everyone was just there, making me laugh. It was nice. My mom was there. They didn't, they never, one thing I'm really grateful for in my family was they never made me feel like I was sick once. Like, the way my uncle used to stress me on a norm was how he was still stressing me even when I was sick. Nobody was doing, oh no, don't do that, you can hurt yourself, no, no, don't do the only person that almost did that was my mom and I used to clear fast. <laughs> you know. Don't make me feel it's like very I'm very ill. important. It's very you know? important. Yeah. It's very important.
1: Because it's your mind. Yes. Yeah. It's your mind. Your mind will kill you faster than you know the sickness itself. Yeah. Once you just give up and give in, it, that's it. I mean I'm, I've not been that sick before I know for sure that as little as having a headache. Like if you if you even put your mind in it, you get worse. Yes, the uh, headache turned into something else. Yes. And that's crazy. And why are you strong? Mm, so thank there you. was no point where you felt like, oh, this
0: is it. I'm going to die. Sorry I'm being this. No, 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 no. please go ahead. No. It's good. After I did my third chemo. Usually after every chemo you go to the hospital for a routine checkup after a week because the side effects will like rock you for a week and then it will subside and you go for routine checkup because they want to see that your levels are fine, blood levels, red blood cells, white blood cells, everything. Mm-hmm. So after the third chemo, I was supposed to do this routine checkup as well as mm-hmm. like a, um, so it, it's a CT scan, but they just want to use it to check whether the chemo has been working from the first one You know, so I did the routine checkup in the hospital. They told me that my white blood cells had dropped to 0.7. You know, and I asked, what is the normal thing that an average member is supposed to have? Mm -hmm. They said nothing less than four. And at 0.7, if someone should cough near you, you can catch anything and just die because your body cannot fight. You know? So I was like, okay. So they said they were going to keep me in isolation in the hospital. I did my CT scan, they isolated me in the hospital, they almost didn't allow my mom to stay with me because you know that's how careful they were like you can't catch anything so if your mom is going to stay with you she's also going to be in isolation, she can't go anywhere anyhow. Literally I felt like was there was, this, was this
1: a Corona period, hmm? was, this, was this Corona time?
0: No I was telling everybody that me I went into isolation before Covid came. <laughs> you know so this was this was february this was february or like ending of february into early march into early march you know so they kept me there and every day it was like i wasn't getting better the injection they were giving me to boost my my white blood cells it wasn't helping it didn't help the first time it didn't help the second time it didn't help the third time you know blood transfusion for the first time i reacted you know it was hard and i would go online and i would see that somebody has just died of some kind of cancer oh my
1: god
0: and the people that 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 were posting it
1: (laughs) Ah.
0: the people that were posting that somebody was that somebody had died are the pastors that me i was looking up to you Ah. know or the people that i was receiving encouragement from you know so i would see it and i'm like tell you will not die nobody would say and she was getting better over your matter I'll cry, I'll cry and I'll be praying, I'll tell my mommy, let's pray, you know, we'll pray, I'll cry in the middle of the prayer, I always wanted to lead the prayers, I'll cry, I'll pray, then I'll cry some more, then I'll continue praying, (laughs) (laughs) you know, then after a while, I just told her. Oh
1: my God, I'm so happy we can talk about it now at last, (laughs) Right,
0: right, right, even the nurses that were cleaning my room, if they came inside and they saw us praying and crying, they would join the prayer too. I used to join the prayer as well. You know, It was nice, but the devil wanted me to, to believe I was going to die. In that period. If I had accepted it, I'm not joking I would have died. Because fear that I, I wasn't feeling from the beginning of this journey was heavy in my chest in this period. You know, and
1: like you tried though <laughs> I, I can't even imagine.
0: I was in the hospital for five days straight. And in those five days I cried. More than i had cried since the beginning of the illness within those five days i cried so much like i was if you i, I was chatting with one of my counselors who is also a breast cancer survivor i was like mr sing i've cried like three times today yeah she said oh strong Timmy, what's going on she's called me strong Timmy." she's like no i'm going to talk to Carl about it i used to open the door go into the toilet and face the mirror every time i talk to god i like to face the mirror and people ask me why i'm like well, because he that is in me is greater than He that is in the world the holy spirit is living inside of me jesus is living inside of me God is living inside of me so because you're talking to yourself? you know like if you're carrying one you're carrying the three now you know so i look in the mirror when he said let's make human beings is not in our own image he said i look in the mirror when i want to talk to god i'm like oh yeah this was going on i don't like it you know fix this problem I want to go home. I want my levels to go up. And my auntie called me one time. She was like, she was in church. And she was like, Timmy, tell, tell me, the pastor just said you should speak to your white blood cells. He wasn't talking to her pastor, wasn't talking to my auntie. He was just preaching in the church. Yes. He was explaining to them that everything here is the word of God. You know, everything here is the word of God. Just talk to it. And they came out of church. My auntie and my uncle looked at each other like And he used, the pastor used the example of white blood cells as an example to preach to them. Because pastor is a doctor. He didn't know what was going on in our family. But my auntie and my uncle were like, how did he? They called me and they said, Tim, go and speak to your white blood cells. No, 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 no. And I went and I faced the toilet. I faced the mirror in the toilet. And then the next day they came and they told me, Tell me congratulations! Your white blood cells have gone up to five point something. I was like, "Great!"
1: Man, Can I
0: go home now?
1: <laughs> Mad, <man, laughs> <Yeah.
0: man> guy. <laughs> it was like, see, this That's when crazy. I talk about God and how He does things in like two seconds. I I can't explain it. when I try and explain it to some people. Depending on how their minds are open, I've seen I've seen it work. I've seen Him move. Literally, I go into the toilet, I face the mirror, I talk, and I want to go home. I come outside, and they open the door and tell me, Tim, you're going home this evening. You know? It works. It
1: works. It definitely, like, trust me, I can relate. I can relate. It's just
0: been, no, nah, man. It, there's nothing anybody can tell me. God is so mindful of me. Yeah, so that was the only time I was afraid that, maybe not even afraid that I was going to die, but I felt threatened that, I might die, depending on how I handle this matter. I might die in this period. Yeah.
1: Um, that's strength, that's strength. I admire that strength yeah. and where I was coming from. I feel like people that go through similar situations are able to listen to this now. I feel that there's no space to give up. You have to choke the illness the same way it's choking. You have to choke it to your feet, like Choke what it. When <laughs> when the breathe? Chuck it like, back. It cannot breathe. It doesn't want you to breathe. It cannot breathe. <laughs> I admire your strength. It's amazing.
0: I mean, and I'm so happy that we're able to talk about it now and you know, talk about it like it's just something and laugh. But being sick, it made me realize that. See, this life. You know those people that get upset, like oh you didn't call me on my birthday Mm. oh you didn't text me Mm. oh you don't care that i'm alive Mm. you know i'm like do you know what the other person is going through through?" in their own side you know just the minute you guys meet up or you happen to converse Mm. change that moment hey how are you how have you been longest time why do you need to start pointing fingers of? now you no call no now you no call for people that asked me literally for every single person that asked me what was going on when it was going on i told them i didn't hide anything there was no oh don't tell them keep it a secret i told everybody that asked me wow. i didn't go on the internet to shout about it but if someone had come to me to say tell me what's going on i was going to i would have told them exactly how it was you know
1: Yeah. If it was me, I wouldn't even bother. Like, just don't stress me out. Like, I'll be too bothered trying to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> like, don't come and make. because yeah. I feel like the more I talk about it, the more I'm reliving it. The more I'm, I'm going to start feeling sad and sorry for myself. And well, it was the opposite for me. That the person is bringing, like, no, 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 stay
0: away from me. Me, I needed to constantly talk about it, Wow. so that I wouldn't take it so seriously. You know, people have different coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell the whole class or put it on the group chat because I did not want the sympathy that would come from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want people's fears to become my own fear. Yes. Fear that I didn't have at the beginning. Mm-hmm. People will bring their fears on me and then I'll be afraid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I especially didn't want a GoFundMe. fund Oh, guys. Send one one K. (laughs) Tim is not feeling well. (laughs) This is not pride. And it's not because we had the money somewhere. My family didn't have the money for chemo. Mm -hmm. I needed nothing less than 700,000 every three weeks. Wow. For chemo. And that's just hospital and the chemo. That's minus maintenance medicine. That's minus my organic feeding. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, I still didn't want to come on the group chat to tell people what was going on. You know people can give you prayers they can give you sympathy they can give you empathy from fear mm-hmm. and i didn't want fear I, I didn't want the fear and i didn't want the pity because i wasn't going to die i was convinced i wasn't going to die oh. but everybody that hears cancer they're afraid this person is going to die
1: is the fear, fear that kills you trust me the fear that you yeah. are just scared that is it oh i'm so happy yeah.
0: i'm so happy I'm god so this spirit did not give me release to tell the whole world.
1: So like, when did your hair I told start my elder bring. sister. What? When did your hair start
0: growing? Oh, that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so proud of this hair now. <laughs> you don't understand. Hair that I kept for four or five years That's in Unilag, like natural. That's the much. hair that has grown back now mm-hmm. is just as long as the hair that I lost. Wow i'm not even joking you know
1: but you know that you and my hair is just a year, a, a year and a few months no, like, your hair always eh? looks like your hair you you don't really have long hair like your hair i so don't have hair her, like i didn't exactly. have hair like, day, day. so now if it's, it's like the same thing then i mean that one had to, to
0: go it had to go it had to go god changed a lot of things in my life starting with my hair I have edges. Shave now, I can pack my hair up and go out to spread. If I had edge control, now, if you see the way my... Oh God, my edges were just laying in this full way. Oh my God. Sick. I didn't have it before. My hair started growing. It, it, I cut it off in February of 2020. That's when it started falling off. So I just shaved everything off. And by February this year, it was... You know, one year and it had started coming out Small, small rubber, rubber. I could twist it mm-hmm. and it's But now, literally I'm not even joking, it is It is long, at least the one in front I cut it into a fringe recently oh. For something, but it was like here
1: What?
0: Okay, the <laughs> think about that What? Just think about it yeah.
1: wow, My favorite will be two is, years That is huge Two years already mm. Two years already, guy. Time flies. Yeah, since my
0: hair started grey. Time,
1: time flies. Time flies. I know. I'm getting time older, We're right. getting older. I, get I know. It's ready to go old. and marry
0: now after this pregnancy. Yeah?
1: Stop it! Stop it! Stop the conversation right there. <laughs> so like, um, so Timmy, I really admire your strength. I love. you know you don't give up i love how close you are with god um i love the things that you're doing i'm i'm so happy for you you. i'm happy for this opportunity for you to you know school abroad and even perfect the craft more i'm happy for all your acting and all the dance you're so yes you're so talented you know so um i just pray that god continues to give you like strength to keep doing amen To go to greater heights. This story is wonderful This story is something that will change a lot of lives amen. Thank you so much You know, you will not die You will leave to declare the glory of God Amen, in the amen, land amen, you amen. amen. In. Yes, amen. preach Joku. You know, as a pastor amen. as I am in my other life <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much Joku. So Thank, Thank you so much for having doing me
1: this. Here. You're welcome Thank I really you. love like that you did this I'm, I'm happy Thank you for not giving up. I'm happy All that you invited like, me. me. we must do this. Temi, where are you? Temi, I have cried on your matter. <laughs>
0: we I bless know. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really glad that I got to do it. I'm glad that you did not give up on me. <laughs> you did not give up on me. <laughs> thank you. And I'm proud of you every time. I'm seeing your you know, oh, steps and feet and everything you. that you're doing. Well done. Well done. Thank
1: you. you won't even believe my video has stopped again. So, yeah, they'll just be hearing <laughs> my audio and seeing your face. And then, you know, I'm going to do like an outro later. All right. Oh thanks God. babe. I really appreciate you. it. Take care
0: of yourself. I will. You too. Eat Thank your you. fruits,
1: your vegetables, drink water, pray, speak to the Holy yes, Spirit. Ma'am. Keep it, keep it yes, real.
0: Ma'am.
1: Keep it fresh. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I will. I Bye. Will. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>